Welcome to Somewhere All Bright and New. I'm Jillian Best Adler, and I help people think differently about the role of parenting and creating social change. In this episode, I'm sharing with you a love letter that I wrote to parents. You're not failing. You're just trying to be successful meeting an impossible goal, and even that's not your fault. In the lives of most of my friends and acquaintances, modern parenting includes two married adults, each with a career track full-time job of their own, one to three kids, and a house. Each of these things on their own requires a lot of care and attention, and the adults are struggling to give it all to everyone, usually at the expense of their own needs being met. With so many demands on our time and mental bandwidth, people in this phase of life are stretched beyond our natural limits, and there isn't any break or any relief. Yesterday, I was lucky enough to have two really great conversations with two brilliant people. One of those people, who fits the description above, lamented about the strain of parenting and working. She's one of the most dynamic, put-together people I know, and has years of professional experience working with young children. If she's having a hard time, y'all, then we're all in trouble. I felt the pain of her struggle as she described it to me. I have been her, attempting to maintain stability in my career while adjusting to bringing a new baby into the family. Then later, I talked to an old friend who was equally brilliant and dynamic and does not have children. As we chatted on Zoom, they apologized for moving around the kitchen to prepare themselves lunch. I'd had a similar inclination to prepare myself lunch before our noon call, but instead I boiled a mug of hot water and ate that for lunch because I only had the mental bandwidth to meet one of my needs, and dehydration was speaking to me more loudly than hunger. It's absurd, but that's how I felt. At the end of the call, which was heartwarming and intellectually stimulating, I asked what they had eaten for inspiration, and they described a meal that had multiple food groups, including two plants. I jokingly said, oh, I'm so inspired, but I'm probably going to go eat a bowl of cereal. They laughed and said, tell me you're a mom without telling me that you're a mom. So true. And I'm not comparing these two people or their situations here in the spirit of judgment. To the contrary, I'm glad that my old friend is feeding themselves well. I want that for them because I love them. And I want that for everyone. Feeding yourself well is a basic right. And when we are denying ourselves good food because we're too busy or too overwhelmed to think about it, then we're highlighting the level of self-denial that makes clear that there are too many other things, people, tasks, demanding our care and attention. The solution, of course, that society puts forth is to buy things to make your life easier, more convenient, more beautiful, and to make you feel more successful. A bigger house, a new washing machine, a day at the spa, a lunchbox that will make you want to feed yourself well, a new beauty product that will hide the bags under your eyes, the wrinkles, the graying hair, whatever, a $7 coffee to treat yourself to the much-needed pick-me-up. Corporations are making bank on our stress and overwhelm, and we don't see much solution other than to buy into it. We're gasping for survival, after all, not thriving, and anything that might make that feel slightly more manageable becomes a viable option. 
Of course, the more money we spend, the more we think we need to earn. So we stay tethered to advancing our careers so that we can make enough money to sustain the lifestyle that we've achieved, which was far easier to achieve before the children came along. We're still acting out the myth of having it all, even if we don't believe in it anymore. The myth was never a reality, but is based on an amalgam of ideals set forth by previous generations. Yet we're in a fully unprecedented situation, and carrying the past along with us is just too heavy. Many of us need two incomes, but our career doesn't have to be our identity, which has been glamorized in the past decades. We can chill about the type of work we do or how we show up as our best selves at work. Second wave white feminism invites us to juggle parenthood and career at the same time. Instead, we could take turns on what we prioritize. This phase of life is for career. The next phase of life is for family. And then back again. Family-focused ideals of the 50s and 60s encourage us to put a hot meal on the table every evening. Recent decades have told us that screen time will poison our children, but is it really that bad? We're also panicking about our children's long-term success, often at the expense of our current well-being. I feel like the 90s left us with the expectation that children need to be excellent students and have a wide range of interests and extracurriculars to get into the best colleges and to grow up to be financially successful. But what if we moved the mark on what a successful adulthood looked like and we relaxed our image of a good childhood? Would that make things a little less stressful for us? And where's this village that we were told was necessary to raise a child? We've got so much baggage and inflation has made just existing more expensive than ever. We're dealing with the uncertainty and fear of a global pandemic We're socially isolated and turning to our phones for our connections with others, which can be great, but can also be a huge energy suck. We're unpacking the traumas of our past and trying to make sure that our children turn out minimally emotionally damaged. It's not hard to see why we feel like we're failing. So what's the solution? I don't know. Personally, I found some peace and balance in completely abandoning certain areas of my life and starting over. That's not feasible for everyone. But here's where I believe we can make progress. We have the power to change how we feel about where we are. You are not a failure. You are doing the absolute best you can do. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It means that you're in an impossible situation. You don't need to feel guilty about that. You don't need to try harder. Here are a few tips to encourage this type of thinking. Be kind to yourself. Start noticing when your self-talk is not kind and then say, hey, be nice to my friend, me. So in your Renee Taylor's work can help with this. Rest. Normalize taking breaks. Trisha Hersey's work can help you with this. Reframe your challenges. This isn't a you problem. This is a societal problem. Look at areas where you can slow down or make things easier. Can you give up making dinner and just serve an array of healthy snacks at dinner time for a few weeks? Can you cancel an extracurricular for the next few months? Just because your kid loves it doesn't mean it has to be done. It doesn't have to stress out the whole family. 
Work on your boundaries. Practice taking a beat to reflect on how you feel about a request before you react or respond to it. Developing better boundaries will help you get to know yourself better too. Nedra Tawab and Prentice St. Pill's work on boundaries can help you with this. And finally, make yourself a nice lunch. You deserve it. 